1: Hey, I'm Sam.
0: And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School.
1: Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand.
0: Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover.
1: So what are you waiting for? Join, Join us, us in, in plant, plant School. School. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 34 of Plant School. Today we'll be talking about bonsais. Rachel, what's a bonsai?
0: So a bonsai is an ornamental tree or shrub grown in a pot and artificially prevented from reaching its normal size. It also refers to the art of growing ornamental, artificially dwarfed trees or shrubs. So it's a Japanese version of the original traditional Chinese art called pinjing,
1: It's a Japanese version of the Chinese for ver- what?
0: The the Chinese art. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the Japanese they kind of took it and made it their own and it was renamed bonsai. Oh. Um and bonsai the word has kind of become this umbrella word for many forms of this art of making these, you know, these dwarf-sized trees. Um and it technically bonsai should mean just like plants grown in shallow containers, and adhering to Japanese tradition or principles of bonsaiing. I don't know if bonsai is a word. I just made it mm. up, um, but it's it's used very like in general terms. So um, when you like a bonsai, it's not um, a genetically dwarf tree. You just use a regular. Stock regular seeds, um, and you form it into something that is dwarfed through um, various techniques that we'll talk about, like pruning, root reduction, potting, defoliation, and grafting. And it kind of mimics what a full size tree would look like. But yeah, it's not, not something for like production of food or for medicine, it's just simply. A form of art um is kind of what it's become
1: is that why it's an ornamental tree why they call it an ornamental tree because it's more decorative
0: um no that's a good question Orna- ornamental trees mostly just mean it refers to like a plant that you have in your yard for ornament like it's pretty um it's not necessarily useful to you to have it in your landscape
1: yeah, like decorative
0: yeah yeah, yeah, but it's kind of more of like a general term for landscaping trees, not necessarily like just for bonsai. But yeah, oh, okay. they're they're just ornamental trees that that look pretty for one way or another is usually what most people will choose to bonsai. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So this tree has quite the history. Um, this tree. This bonsai. Yeah. <laughs> plant this topic this this topic yeah has quite the history um what is that history and what's the story behind the bonsai
0: yeah so there is so much history i am like really narrowing it down for you guys if you guys want to know more there is so much to read on the history of the bonsai so like i mentioned earlier similar arts exist in many cultures there's penjing in China, the bonsai is Japanese. There's Han Yan Bo in Vietnam. It's a Vietnamese tradition. Um, and so, like I mentioned, Pinjing in China was introduced and it was kind of at its height. It was super popular when Jap- Japan came in during the Tang Dynasty. And um, it was through Imperial Embassy personnel and Buddhist students from Japan visiting that saw this. And they returned from mainland China and brought it back um, and kind of made it their own.
1: When, when was the Tang Dynasty?
0: Yeah, so the Tang Dynasty was from about 618 to 907 AD. So this was a long time ago. Almost, let's see, Sam, do the math.
1: Uh... No, it's 1400 years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something around there.
1: 11 to 1400.
0: But um, yeah, it's a really old practice. And they have found bonsai illustrations in scrolls from as early as 1195. So just, just an ancient form of art, which is really cool. And so Zen Buddhism in Japan and bonsai... Kind of formed this really close relationship. It shaped it into its own form of art away from Pinjing. And it continued to grow in popularity in Japan. And some bonsais from the 17th century still exist to this day, which blows my mind. I looked up what the oldest one was, and it's believed to be about a thousand years old. And it's currently in Crespi, Italy. I don't know if that's how you actually pronounce Crespi. But I've never been to Italy, so Crespi. I apologize. Yeah, there we go. And so after, um, by the 18th century and after, it was widespread in Japan and the general public was becoming involved as it transformed into more of a hobby. And so prior to World War II, um, there was a lot of trade in trees and books about bonsais and the actual bonsai trees. Um and they even had nurseries and clubs made. And they were mostly from um, first and second generation Japanese immigrants that were, that were bringing this over. And it was this popularity was kind of interrupted by the war. There, you know, a lot of political turmoil going on at that time. But by the 1940s, bonsai had become an art form of international interest and involvement. So today it's a worldwide hobby with over 1,200 books and at least 26 different languages. It's in over 90 countries and territories, and there's at least 100,000 enthusiasts in some 1,500 clubs and associations worldwide, but there are over 5 million hobbyists, which is what I would say I fall under, maybe not even a hobbyist, I'm not really much into it, but... There are a lot of people that really enjoy this, and I can understand why. As we talk more about it, it—I don't know. To me, it seems like fun, and we'll kind of get into that.
1: All right. Um, yeah, quite the history. I know that wasn't really even most of it at all.
0: Like, yeah, I cut a lot yeah. out.
1: <clears throat> all right. So, what trees can you use for a bonsai?
0: So you can you can basically use anything. The two most common are ficus and junipers. So a ficus bonsai is really great for beginners because you can have it indoors. And I found this out as I was um, researching this that most bonsai plants are required to be outdoors because they're outdoor trees that you're usually working with and that's what they do well in.
1: Is yours a ficus bonsai? It is.
0: It's a ficus bonsai that I have and so I'm able to have it inside and it does just fine. Um, but yeah, so other, another really popular one is a juniper. Um, but just like to name a few, I included some that I thought were interesting and I never would have thought of. Um, there's Japanese maples, alcova, magnolias, ginkgos. You can even bonsai jade plants, um, asters money trees, rosemary, redwoods, literally so many plants. Like I said, it's, basically anything. Um, and a few of those I mentioned like jade and the money tree, those are things that that can survive inside as well. Um, but the ficus bonsai is definitely the most popular one that people think of. Um, but yeah, if you get into it, you could possibly turn your jade plant or your money tree plant that's already an indoor plant into a bonsai with these practices. So Yeah. It's best if you choose something indigenous to where you live because it will um, be able to survive better outside if that's the route you're going. And if you decide to start with a seed instead of starting with a plant that already you know has grown, just be prepared to spend about two to five years just letting it grow and getting big enough to practice bonsai techniques.
1: It's a lot of patience and time
0: it is <clears throat> it is and it, just the fact that like the oldest bonsai is about a thousand years old shows you that like generations and generations of people put their time mm-hmm. into these plants and they're beautiful it's crazy
1: yeah i went so that i'm guessing that bonsai was handed down in the family
0: yeah for... yeah it was like a family sort of practice Pretty cool. yeah
1: so how do you bonza? It sounds like a dance.
0: Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, so you, like I mentioned just barely, you can start with a seed. Um, you can also start with a cutting or just um, a small plant or tree of a suitable species. Um, like I said, most anything goes, though. Um, there are lots of options available online to buy, though
1: how much would they be online
0: so um it depends when i googled it it showed them being as low as twenty dollars up to about sixteen hundred dollars which blew my 1600 mind sixteen
1: hundred or sixteen thousand.
0: Oh, sorry sixteen thousand my bad sixteen thousand dollars like no joke i googled that and I, it wasn't Etsy. It was a different, like, bonsai website, but they were selling, like, full mature plants that were so expensive.
1: Oh, my goodness. 16000 That's insane. I don't know if, like... Other than like a car or a house down payment, <laughs> if I would spend sixteen thousand dollars on something or like an education, I guess. But.
0: Yeah, you would. I don't <laughs> like know a bonsai plant. You just have it? to have like money coming out your ears to be like, oh yeah, I'll sixteen thousand on this on you know, like this beautiful tree.
1: Year of savings or like <laughs> five years of savings. To-
0: yeah.
1: So why are, why are they so expensive?
0: Yeah, so it's basically just the fact that they require. Daily dedication. It is a form of art. You think about art pieces, they're expensive. And this one is a living piece of art. They're made, you know, from years, if not decades, of working with the tree and working with the soil and the roots. And also just like the species of the tree alone that can be rare or it can be difficult to grow as a bonsai. And yeah, so just thinking of those factors, that's why they can get pricey.
1: So what's the most expensive one?
0: Yeah, so I I of course had to look up how much these things go for cuz after I saw the 16,000 one I was like all right, like this is crazy. Um the oldest one that I talked about earlier, it sold for 1.3 million dollars. Isn't that nuts? I
1: had to yeah, that's got to be some rich business person that is
0: i would just i would be so nervous buying something like that because it's alive you've got to keep it alive like i would not be comfortable yeah you'd have to hire a team to like keep that thing Uh,
1: if you've got 1.3 million dollars laying around i'm sure you can have the money to hire someone else true take care of it but uh, my question is why why it's like there's so many prettier things you could buy
0: i don't know bonsais are pretty pretty they're
1: they're (laughs) pretty pretty but i mean 1.3 million dollar pretty
0: yeah i (laughs) I don't know that's
1: a lot of that's a lot of money
0: well and maybe if like it's kind of a cultural thing maybe you want to show that off you know if like it's a Japanese cultural thing. Maybe yeah. if you're just a billionaire, you'd want a $1.3 million bonsai to show off.
1: Well, good Who for knows? Good. It's kind
0: of a cool flex. Good I don't know. Them. <laughs> yeah. um, Anyways, going back to the question of how do you bonsai, there are different techniques. So there's um, leaf trimming. At, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, pruning. Pruning. And it's not just pruning of like the branches. You're actually pruning the trunk. You can make certain cuts that will cause it to scar a certain way so that it can can be shaped the way you want it. You also need to be pruning roots and so that it will fit in those tiny, tiny pots that they are um, growing in. So pruning is best done in spring. There's also wiring where you're putting um, some form of wire around your branches and forming them in the way you would like them to grow. And you leave them there until they're kind of set and you can take them off and rewrap them later. There's clamping to shape trunk and branches as well. There's grafting where you can put in, um, pieces of plant. In grafting, you have to, it has to be a plant that is able and suitable to be grafted. You can't just take, like, something crazy and stick it onto your little ficus bonsai, right? You can't take like a prayer plant and stick it on. There, are, there are rules to grafting, so grafting within, you know, its bounds can be used on bonsais. And then there's also defoliation, where you um, take off all the leaves, and it's used to cause short-term dwarfing of foliage for certain deciduous species. So I'm not sure which species exactly, but just like an example um, would be like a maple and you take off all the little maple leaves growing on your bonsai, well, they'd probably be pretty big and they will grow back um, much smaller than normal. And it will kind of make I don't know, like if you had a tiny trunk and giant leaves, it just it's not congruent, if you know what I mean. So you want those tiny leaves to match the tiny okay. trunk. So that's why they'll defoliate it. So it will come back with tiny leaves.
1: OK, that makes sense.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So how would you care for them?
0: Yeah, so they're they're kind of needy, but it's yeah. like it's a daily kind of thing you would be doing unless you're me. I don't. Look at my bonsai daily. Um, but they require specialized care. Um, it's not like a houseplant or container gardens um, because these are wild tree species that, you know, normally are growing in a landscape or in the wild. Um, watering must be regular. It must relate to the bonsai species requirements and for the soil moisture conditions. So if you're tree that you're trying to bonsai normally grows in like really rocky soil, you kind of want to mimic that by having really good drainage in your soil. Um, Repotting occurs at intervals dedicated by the vigor and the age of the tree. So if your tree is doing really well, um, it's probably a good time to repot it because it's strong and ready for that. Um, They have specialized tools that have been developed for maintenance for like um, different pruning um, cuts that you want to do. They have specialized tools for that. They have little sticks for aerating the soil. Um, lots of really cool tools. I kind of want to put it on my wish list um, to get bonsai tools. Anyways, you have to think about soil composition, meaning like how much sand, silt, clay, perlite, um, things like that that you need in your soil. And I kind of talked about that. And then fertilization must be specialized to the needs of each bonsai tree. Um, in general though, with the soil, it's usually, most of them require like a loose, fast draining soil mix. And then lastly, when you're bonsai you need to think about location and overwintering, um, if it's being kept outdoors, which most of them are. Um, if it does fine in your climate, you can keep it outside all year round, but sometimes it needs to be brought in. And then each can require different light conditions. Um, a few will do well in our homes, like the the ficus, um, but most of them will not because it is so dry in our homes and we don't really think about that, but those bonsais just, they don't do well in those super dry conditions. Um, yeah, most of them are just used to being outdoors where it's a little more humid.
1: Gotcha. Um, so, what's your personal approach to bonsaiing?
0: Yeah, so I am not an expert. I I feel like maybe as an old lady, I just want to do this. I want to putter around in bonsai and garden <laughs> my whole life. Um, so, <laughs> with my very limited knowledge. Um, I have my ficus bonsai, right? And I got it in an interior plants class in college and they had a a bonsai hobbyist come in and he explained his approach and I've kind of just gone from that because that's what I know and that's what I'm comfortable with. So I will take my bonsai and work on one thing like every three to six months just to avoid stressing out my ficus tree and um, And killing it because the way um, this bonsai hobbyist explained it to us was it's kind of bonsai is like this balance of keeping your plant stressed almost on the brink of death but you can't push it too far you are just like pushing the limits on this plant to create something beautiful so for example i'll wire it and keep those wires on for like six months and then i will take give it a break and I'll prune it next and let it rest for a little while after pruning, doing too many things all at once. If you like went in and repotted and trimmed the roots and pruned the tree, um, it could kill it. And so
1: don't want to do that.
0: I don't want to do that. I want to keep it alive. So it's just this fine balance. And another thing I like to do is just look, at the 360 perspective, um, this bonsai hobbyist, he'd put it on, what are those called? It's like a lazy Susan, you know, that spins around mm-hmm. and he'd put it on I there. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a lazy Susan, I'm pretty sure, but he'd put it on that and spin it around so he could see it from all angles and kind of just envision where he wanted this bonsai to go and what he wanted it to look like. And you kind of go from there, you you think about and deliberate each cut you're making and what it's going to cause and what leaves you want to remove and what it could cause. It's just like this slow kind of de-stressor sort of process. It, at least that's how it feels like to me. It's, it's kind of fun. Um, and then lastly, just you've got to be really patient with bonsai's Obviously, like the oldest one is over a thousand years old. That's amazing. So just be very patient and enjoy it. So that's kind of how I go about it.
1: Gotcha. Well, would you recommend this for everyone, anyone?
0: I would say yes. If you enjoy houseplants or if you love horticulture, um, it's a very fun and enjoyable hobby that will push you in new ways and Like I said, it can be very relaxing. It just teaches you, I don't know, teaches you a lot of patience. And it's so different from just your average house plant um, that, I don't know, it's kind of branching branching out a little bit from owning one. And it's, it's a fun sort of branching out. So yes, if you like plants, you should try it out. And like I said, they only start at like twenty dollars for a very basic kit so it's not very expensive you don't need to drop sixteen thousand (laughs) dollars
1: well awesome well this has been fun to learn about um hopefully you guys who are listening found it helpful as well and hopefully you decide to test out a bonsai don't go drop 1.3 million dollars for one unless (laughs) unless you're uh, a billionaire listening to this which
0: is not likely i don't not, know no, I, maybe I,
1: welcome if you are yeah <laughs> um but yeah thank you so much and we'll see you guys next week
0: thanks for listening be sure to follow our podcast on anchor spotify or Pocket Cast. also you can follow us at tinny plants on instagram pinterest or youtube
1: once again, that's Tenny Plants, T E N N E Y, Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.